0: The Blue Jackets are icing what could be an NHL roster tonight, but will it be their NHL roster? We find out on today's Locked On Blue Jackets.
1: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily
0: podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jacket, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster, Uh, going solo here today. Hayden will be back tomorrow. Our schedules are a little bit out of whack this week, but uh, I'm here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube and uh, also on XM. Uh, I also want to remind you guys about our competition that we're doing at the minute. Uh, as a thanks for us hitting 500 YouTube subscribers, we are giving away two tickets to the November 2nd game against the Damper Bay Lightning, and all you have to do to enter is email a screenshot that uh, shows that you are subscribed to our YouTube page to LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com, and uh, you'll be entered into that. You can find terms and conditions are in the uh, episode description if that's something that you're interested in. So let's talk hockey. Uh, The Blue Jackets have a game tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, A disappointing one. Last time on Saturday, uh, leading 3-0, losing 4-3. Uh, The Blue Jackets are bringing a similar-ish lineup to the one that they had for that game, but with a few key differences. Um, And that's what we're going to kind of talk about today, is uh, looking at the lineup. I was like, this could end up being the opening night roster. I don't think it will be, but it definitely could be. They've got 12 NHL forwards, uh, they've got six NHL defensemen, they've got Goaltenders, uh, we'll talk about the goaltenders in, in a little bit, but um, I wanted to talk about the, the forward core, especially because uh, they've got their full top six here, and then uh, six guys who could be in those bottom six roles. So, uh, we'll start off. They've got Adam Fantilli is going to be playing, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Line, uh, Karel Marchenko, and uh, Boone Jenner. No Kent Johnson. Oh, no, I lied. Ken Johnson is there. So there's your your top six right now, um, which is really fun. Like, that is what I imagine the top six is going to be. Uh, you could swap uh, Boone Jenner out for Texier. Maybe if you want to put line A at center, you could, you know, have a Goudreau, line A, Marchenko line like they did in St. Louis, which worked really well uh, and just kick the other team's butt possession-wise. And then your second line of Fantilli with Johnson and Texier, uh, which I think could be a lot of fun. Or if you want to have Boone Jenner at centre, uh, you could do uh, Goudreau, Jenner, Marchenko, which also worked really well last season. And then uh, you can have Fantilli with Line A and Kent Johnson, which I also think will be really fun. So like, there's some options there for, for mixing around the top six. If you really want to go with the Patrick Line as centre route, you can. I don't necessarily think it is going to be the best thing to do for this team right now. But you have to admit, it worked pretty well in the game against St. Louis on Monday night. Yes. Yes, Monday night. Uh, <laughs> I, I've forgotten how how time works. It's, it's fine. Um, so that's the top six. Uh, the bottom six is going to be uh, some combination of... Cole Sillinger, Sean Corrales, Justin Danforth, uh, Boo, uh, Boone Jenner or Alexander Texier, uh, Eric Robinson, and Emil Bemstrom. It's not the strongest bottom six that I think this roster has, but I think it's guys that are fighting for spots. I'm surprised uh, not to see um, Carson Meyer in there because he was really pushing for a spot. But again, looking at this, my inclination is going to be that it'll be uh, Cole Sillinger with uh, probably Emil Bemstrom and Alexander Texier, and then a, that fourth line of Eric Robinson, Sean Crowley, and Justin Danforth, which I don't dislike as a fourth line. Um, mixing things up a little bit, hopefully that fourth line is a little better defensively than they were against um, St. Louis, because looking at the stats, the other three lines were fine. And then that fourth line was just a possession black hole. So hopefully they figured that out. Um, We'll see. Uh, Eric Robinson hasn't had a look in in a couple of games. He's maybe playing for his spot right now. I think it's fair to say Sean Crowley is going to be on the opening night roster. And whichever one of Boone Jenner and Alexander Texier is in the bottom six are going to be on the roster. Bemstrom's been pushing. Sillinger, I think he needed to have a bigger camp. I don't think him going down to the AHL is the end of the world. Um, but we'll see. Maybe he has a really good game. Maybe he shows this team that he can be a middle six uh, center option down the road, Uh, but that's kind of, that's it for the forwards. Um, There's nothing really kind of, oh, exciting and like groundbreaking about it. I am looking forward to seeing how they mix those top six forwards up. I do really want to see uh, a line A Fanteli-Johnson, Line, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Fantilli and Line have had some good chemistry early, and uh, I think Ken Johnson and Adam Fantilli's skill sets are matched up pretty uh, pretty well. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then we know that Goudreau, Jenner, and Marchenko worked. Uh, it was good last season. Uh, it does still feel like this forward core is being built in pairs so putting Goudreau and Marchenko together and then finding them a centre and then Line and uh, Fantilli together and finding them a winger. So there's there's some work to be done still, but I am excited about the forward core. Um, the defence core is this. Again, it could be the opening night roster, frankly. Uh, should it be is another question. Uh, but they're going with Andrew Peake, Zach Rensky, uh, Ivan Provorov. Jake Bean making his preseason debut, Erica Branson and Damon Severson. So veteran heavy lineup, uh, which is probably good. Um, does make me wonder if Peak and Bean or Boquist is going to get those two extra spots. Um, presumably, whichever one doesn't will be the seventh defenseman um, at this point. My guess is that Jake Bean is going to be that seventh defenseman if, you know, I still don't know if this is the defense that they're going to roll with. Uh, I still think a trade might be coming, but they're trying to figure out who and where and what to get back and things like that. Um, But this could be what the lineup looks like. In terms of pairings, uh, I thought Wierenski and Severson was a pretty good pairing uh, against St. Louis, which then leads me to think that it'll probably be Provorov and Peak, which could be a little bit of a disaster. Uh, and then Bean and Gabranson on that bottom pairing. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the defenseman in just a second. Uh, but first, I do have to tell you guys all about Indeed because when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish that you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. It's a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can just do it all on Indeed. Find top talent with their suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed instant match uh, assessments, virtual interviews, and you don't have to wait for results either. Their US data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor that job. Uh, if you apply candidate, if you invite candidates to apply through instant match, they are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. And uh, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. They know when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed let's talk Uh because this looks suspiciously like the roster that they could roll into opening night with. There's a couple of names missing. Uh, no Adam Boquist, no Nick Blankenberg, uh, no David Yirichek, uh, no Denson who we're going to talk about in uh, in just a minute here. But with Wierenski, Provorov, Severson in those top three spots, uh, Branson penciled in on that bottom pairing. Uh, it really is uh, peak and Bean's Spots to lose. Obviously, this is Jake Bean's preseason debut. Uh, he is recovering from, I think, a hip injury or an abductor injury, something in that kind of nebulous between upper and lower body, a, a middle body injury, I guess, technically. Um, but he will be making his debut. We'll see how he did. Uh, obviously, he missed a ton of time last season, much like Wierenski, Uh So I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Need a couple of games to kind of get back into speed. Uh, Wierenski has been looking really good out there, but if this is the defense core that they end up rolling into the season with, it's not my optimum defense core. But I think as long as you're limiting um, the ice time of guys like Peak and Gabranson, I don't hate it. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to to say the least. Um, and uh, goaltending. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Elvis is going to be getting the whole game again. I would imagine Uh, he's going to be backed up by Pavel Cheyenne, who has a brand new number uh, because he clearly didn't get the memo that the Blue Jackets goalies only wear numbers ending in zero. He's going to be wearing number one now. Um, Elvis needs to be better than he was in Buffalo. I don't think he was terrible in Buffalo. I know that's maybe a hot take or in, you know, unpopular opinion. Penalty kill against Buffalo was, well, God, awful, needs to be better. Three power play goals, Provorov and Gabranson on the ice for all three of those power play goals. It's it's not ideal. Um, looking at who they're icing, uh, I would like to think that Gabranson probably won't be killing uh, as many penalties. If at all, um, I'd like to think that Worenski, Severson, Provorov uh, and probably peak, will be doing uh, a bunch of the penalty killing on the back end. Uh, they could fix this by taking fewer penalties also, but I'm not convinced. Uh, but Elvis needs to be better than he was. A couple of goals there that I think he'd like back, uh, which is a really stupid thing to say because Goldies want every goal back. But I think he'd be justified in wanting a couple of them back. And uh, we'll kind of see how it goes. The Blue Jackets picked up Spencer Martin, who has not made... Uh, an appearance for the Blue Jackets yet. I'm not sure when he will. The Blue Jackets have another game tomorrow, obviously. Uh, So maybe we see him take to the ice then. But they need a big game from Elvis right now because I think he has not been very inspiring in preseason. And I know that I've gone on record as saying they don't need Elvis to be a Vesna candidate, but they do need him to be better than an 8-7-6 or whatever he was last season. Um, And we'll see. I am not as confident as I would like to be, but probably more confident than the average CBJ person. Um, and that's the that's the roster. I think this is a winnable game. I haven't seen the Buffalo roster yet. I imagine it'll be a similar uh, roster to the one that they faced in Buffalo. NHL heavy. Um, Devin Levi was very good the sabers i don't know if they'll, they'll play one of their backups one of their prospects who's to say but this is a, a pretty good lineup the blue jackets it's pretty close to the nhl roster that i think they'll start with on october 12th but with a couple of tweaks that i personally uh, would make uh but we'll see um in terms of predictions i think the blue jackets are going to win four to three um and I think the opening goal is going to be scored by Patrick Liney, which is who I guessed last time and was correct. Um, so we'll see. But that's that's all for g- game preview stuff. Um, next segment, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, a guest. Uh, I've got Sebastian High, one half of Locked On NHL Prospect. And I wanted to get a little bit of a deeper dive into Denton Matejok, who is still... Making a case to be in the NHL lineup. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Should he go back to juniors? Should he go back to, um, should he go to the AHL on a waiver? All of this stuff we talk about. Um, So I'm going to get right into that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do is place a $5 bet. Whether you win or lose that $5 bet doesn't matter. You're going to get those $200 in bonus bets, which is pretty cool. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use. You don't have to wait to get paid. It's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and even more. Uh, the baseball regular season just wrapped up and the playoffs started basically immediately. If you want to put money on that, uh, if you want to put money on the NHL, you can put money on the Blue Jackets winning tonight. Uh, you can do all of that at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. Get ready for the NHL season, the N- MLB playoffs. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and also us, the On Podcast Network. The Blue Jackets have a lot of rookies, a lot of prospects still kind of hanging around in training camp, in preseason, uh, making decisions difficult for this team. And I thought, why not bring on someone that knows way more about prospects than me? Uh, so I've got one half of Lockdown NHL prospects. I've got Sebastian High. Uh, and we're going to talk about a couple of the guys that have really impressed me in preseason. Uh, And we're also going to talk about one of uh, Sebastian's favorites that the Blue Jackets drafted this past uh, draft. But let's start off with the big guy. Um, I want to talk about Denta Matejcak because he's a guy that has played in a handful of preseason games so far. And every single time I feel like people are saying, he looks NHL ready. He looks NHL ready. They haven't sent him back to Moose Jaw yet. Obviously, CHL training camp's kicked off. And uh, I believe the preseason is, is happening kind of as we record this. But I wanted to kind of get your take on it, because I know Matejchuk was kind of a reach for the Blue Jackets at 12th overall last year. But um, how do you feel about his like his ceiling, his potential?
1: Like what what's what's your read on how he's going to do when he finally does turn pro? I was a pretty big fan of Matejchuk. I think I had him ranked like eighth or ninth overall that year. So he wouldn't have been a reach, on, a reach that much on my board. Uh, I think a, a year later on, he would have, he would probably fall down close to that fifteen range on my board in a re-ranking. But I think that he's been progressing quite nicely. It's really just that other guys have leapfrogged him, like players like Lane Hudson, for instance, would have surpassed him on my board at this point in time. But uh, I think he's developing really quite nicely uh, with Matejchuk. You're getting a player who is really, really intelligent and super aggressive in the offensive zone. There are very few players that are more natural activators from the blue line or who are more aggressive in terms of activating and pinching up into the offensive zone than Denton matechuk He's a very, very modern defenseman whose game is built on his intelligence, his skill and his aggression. Uh, in the defensive zone, he's pretty standard. He's not necessarily the most standout defenseman that will catch your eye on every defensive shift, but he's really intelligent with how he positions himself. He's A very unique style of player because he plays this kind of Rambo style offense, but backs it up with some pretty solid defensive play that's a lot more subtle in his own zone. And uh, the big question with him is whether the skating can really catch up to the speed of his brain in order to kind of ease that road for, for him to the NHL to be able to execute these really high end plays that he's able to do versus junior competition against the best players in the world. So I think that a lot I can see why fans are always very excited in terms of the high end prospects coming in and making the lineup right from the start. But I mean, Columbus already has guys like David Yeracek that I think are going to be more active pushers for big NHL roles this season than Denton Matejciuk. Uh Matejcik was uh, a player that a lot of people in the Sky community, community were a little bit skeptical on. As a draft eligible, just because of how unique of a profile he is. And that's why some people thought he was a reach at 12th overall, because he's a bit of a big swing on upside. Uh the the floor is not the highest here. And it's also one of the reasons that I would personally quite like to see him get an entire season uh in the AHL just to refine his game, just to adapt to pro competition, because this is not a player who's going to outskate or out like muscle many players in the professional game and when you don't have either of those two tools that are really an advantage when you're entering the professional level it can be a bit tough to adapt and is gonna have to learn that but he's so intelligent and I'm not really very concerned of him failing to adapt to professional hockey I just think it's going to take him some time and uh I mean, look, if he's able to impress everyone from the get-go in training camp, I've not really been able to watch him much in training camp this year, but if he's able to do that and crack the lineup from the get-go, that's awesome. But I don't think the expectation should be for him to play an extended amount of NHL minutes this season, just because he's a pretty raw player still, uh, especially in terms of how his tools support his overall style. But he's a ton of fun. And I, I love that Columbus picked him. I think going with him and Yeracek was absolute chaos at the draft in 2022. And uh, I, I think it's going to go very nicely. This is a great piece. The other thing is, though, Columbus has like eight defensemen already. And I, I I can't say I overly understood this summer's strategy of going out and acquiring two pretty big name top four defensemen. You can make your arguments about Ivan Provorov, whether he's actually a top four defenseman in terms of ability or not. But he's going to get top four minutes. And it, it to me, it seemed like there was such a clear turning of the page. Uh, with Yurechek and Matejchuk coming in, same thing with the, another player we're going to talk about, Sanislaus Fozil. But I just, yeah, there there aren't really these openings for these players to just take off. And I'd much rather see Denton Matejchuk get 20 minutes a night in the AHL and get stunted into a seventh defenseman role in Columbus.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I've kind of been banging the the drum on Lockdown Blue Jackets for a while now that I don't think you can really overdevelop. A defenseman especially yeah, when they take time i believe he's still only 19 years old um yeah so he's not eligible for the ahl he's going to be going back to the, the uh, NHL. He doesn't make the nhl this season It's always unfortunate <laughs> there's the there, there
1: so many prospects where the ahl is like the perfect fit logistically right. and it's like ah yes the chl nhl agreement <laughs> comes in and buds in and makes everyone's lives miserable because yeah I, I, I'm with you. I don't think Matejok has very much to learn in Moose Jaw for another season, but the AHL would be ideal. That's that's unfortunate. They didn't hit the cut the age cutoff for that. That
0: yeah. sucks. So that kind of is, is my my next question is, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Shane Wright getting this yeah. waiver for to play in the AHL if he doesn't make the NHL. Um, and there's been a couple of guys on Columbus that uh, people are saying, oh, Yamaka Klanin might reach out and try to get waivers for Jordan Demay or Dent Matejok. And I was kind of on the boat of send Matejok back to juniors. If you have to pick one of them to play in the AHL, I would pick Dume. Is that kind of where you fall as well? Do you think Dume could benefit from AHL? Or do you think, like, if you had to pick one, which
1: player would you put in the AHL and which would you send back to juniors? I'm still definitely a lot higher on Matejok than I am on Dume. I still have a lot of questions with Dume. But (laughs) if there's any player that's proven that he's, like, grown out of the CHL, it's Jordan Dume. Like, I, I still have a ton of questions on how good he's going to be in the NHL. Uh, the hurdles he's going to face on his road to being an impactful player. That's still very murky in my eyes, but he's, he has nothing left to learn in the queue. Like there's nothing that he can learn there. Uh, he's maxed out in that league. And uh, I think with him, you can make a pretty sol- solid argument as well. If you're Yarmo Kekalainen, to get him out of the queue, right? You can just like point to the point totals and you be done with it with Matejchuk, it'd be a lot more difficult to make the same argument that, that, that Seattle made for Shane Wright. So I I think if one of the two, yes, Dume, just because another season in the queue would basically just be a flat line for his development. And that could be the end of the line for him in my eyes. Like, I think he needs, like, if any player in the Columbus system needs uh, a jump in, in, in competition, it is Jordan Dume. So yeah, I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah we've had a lot of people uh, uh, like because he scored what 140 points in the queue yeah. this year which is nonsense just completely bananas point totals um a lot of people are saying oh well he's nhl ready and Ooh. i don't necessarily yeah. agree with that but um to to get back to matechuk um because otherwise we will talk all day about about dume as well um oh yeah the way i see it is i assume he's going to go back to the whl and then he's probably going to do what Stanislav Svozil did last yeah. season, which is get a couple of NHL games at the end of this season when Moose Jaw's season is over, um, and then kind of go from there. But in the future, how do you feel about a check matechuk top pairing for the Blue Jackets? Because I feel pretty good about that.
1: That'd be chaos. I, I, I don't... Ooh stylistically it's not a bad fit i i don't know if i feel comfortable projecting matechuk as a number two mm-hmm. i think at this point i'd feel a little bit more comfortable with him as a number three i think if you have a second pairing a and matechuk you are doing really nicely for yourself and both those players have played extended shifts on their offside so both can play on the right if they need to and uh I, I still I, I'm not sure if uh Matecha can leapfrog uh leapfrog uh, Zach Wier- Wierenski in that depth chart. That's kind of my, my big question here. Uh I think that a Wierenski and a year check top pairing is perhaps a little bit more likely uh if you're looking at Columbus. Uh but there's definitely still that 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 like that upside still extends to that number two like defenseman slot in my eyes. It's more just I think Muranski already there and the likelihood that Matejczyk hits that is maybe like a 15, 20% in terms of likelihood that he is like that that bonafide top pairing guy. And when you're picking 12th overall, you're not really expecting to get a top pairing defenseman out of that draft pick. So I think number 3 is kind of what the expectation internally in Columbus is for him and that's also kind of where I feel more, most comfortable landing with him, where he's kind of like your number 3 but maybe your number 2 offensive defenseman, right? Like he gets that those second power play minutes for sure. Uh but as a at five on five that's a little bit more more of a toss up in my eyes but it's still a possibility for sure yeah for sure i'd rather have guys that are maybe play so like i'd
0: rather have a guy that is a really good third defenseman instead of a guy that same person playing as a not very good second exactly two, if that makes For sense sure. I'd rather have them overachieving than underachieving yeah uh, because I've just what had an entire season of, of watching the Blue Jackets defensemen like just playing oh, yeah. above their station because uh, Warenski went down 13 games everyone season, and then it got oh, worse God. from there
1: you know I mean, Shout out to we, number one
0: defenseman Andrew Peak for large parts of this NHL
1: season. I think you're gonna say like Marcus Bjork or Tim Burney or something. You um, got you had so many names in there that were logging pretty big minutes for a large portion mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was it was what, real. Wasn't it was not Bjork on like the first power play for like 20 games or something? Yep, yep,
0: yeah. It was it was that it was wasn't t-
1: ideal. <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a time to be a blue jackets fan.
0: And that's all I've got for today. Uh, Tomorrow, Hayden is going to be back. He's going to be recapping tonight's game. He's going to be looking ahead to tomorrow's game against the Washington Capitals, uh, which should be a pretty fun matchup. Uh, First uh, game against a Metro opponent since the start of the preseason when they played the Penguins. So that'll be interesting to kind of get take the temperature of what the Metro could look like this season. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find my guest, Sebastian, uh, over at High underscore Sebastian on Twitter. Check out his work over at Daba Prospect and uh, listen to Locked On NHL Prospect. If Locked On Blue Jackets is your first listen, make Locked On NHL Prospect your second listen. And uh, thank you for making us your first listen, if you did. Thank you for being one of our everydayers. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We're on SiriusXM. Uh, You can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore BlueJackets. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.